I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. From cranberries to cows and everything in between, this is Forward Farming. Hey guys, welcome back to Forward Farming. Uh, you are getting an episode with, with just me tonight. Becca is on her way. God, what am I talking about? Becca is on her way to Nashville right now for a dairy convention thing. Uh, so very jealous. She's going to be meeting up with a lot of folks down there. Um, so you lucky little duck, Becca, have fun in Nashville. Um, but today um, I am talking to Jordan Rudolph. He is my personal trainer that I've been working with um, for five or six years now. He, I, I first started working with him when I was in lacrosse. His gym unity fitness um, is great. It's it's so unique and and so what I needed and what I still need. So when I first approached him, I had just come off of a shoulder surgery, um, a, a softball injury. So I had tore my labrum. Um, my rotator cuff was torn and then like the socket around my shoulder was so stretched out that it needed pulling out of socket just by doing the simplest thing. So that was tightened up. So I was really nervous to start getting back into the gym because I didn't want to re-injure myself. So I was looking for more of a personal trainer uh, to kind of help me get me back and comfortable into a gym because all I had, um, for like workouts were like my college softball workouts. And obviously I didn't want to do a lot of stuff with my shoulder. Cause I didn't want to screw that up. Um, so the girl that I was working with at the time, she said, you should check out uh, this gym that I'm going to. Uh, and it's really great. They have really great trainers. Um, it's, it's mostly women. So it's not super intimidating. And I sent them a message on Facebook. And I'm like, Hey, like this person told me to, to come see you guys. When can I come check out your gym? So I think I went there the next day and I sat down with Mandy, who is Jordan's wife. Um, she showed me the gym, showed me, um, I think there's a small class going on at that time. She showed me what that was like. Um, she showed me around and I said, yep, great. Let's, let's sign the papers. And then I think I started like that following week. So um, I, I loved working out there. Uh, they have personal training and then they also do like small groups, uh, small group classes as well. Both are so great. Um, not intimidating at all. I know as like new members, um, it's really hard going to the gym and everyone's looking at you and judging you for like, welcome. And just so great. Um, so if you're in the lacrosse area and looking for a new gym, highly, highly recommend them. Um, or they also do online options as well. So like for me, I don't live in lacrosse anymore. Um, but I still work with Jordan there. They have an app where they build programs for you. Um, it's all personalized to you and your needs. And it's, it's so great. And we'll talk about that in the episode too. Um, but I don't want to draw this intro out any longer than it needs to, because there's a lot of great information that Jordan and I talk about. Um, I asked you guys to send in questions that you had about fitness or your health journeys. And there's a lot of really great questions um, that we just dive right into. So I'm going to, I'm going to quit yakking and just jump right into the conversation. Okay. Well, hey guys, I am, I am joined by Jordan Rudolph. He is owner and my trainer and I've been working with Jordan for probably what, like five or six years at this point. Um, he's been helping me through a lot of, a lot of shit, honestly. <laughs> um, I came to him with a busted up shoulder and now he's helping me. He helped me through my pregnancy and now postpartum stuff. And I've been dealing with some stuff, um, with that. And I figured, 
you guys are dealing with some of that stuff too. So now would be a great time to have him on and kind of help us all through it together and, and answer any questions that you guys sent my way, which there were quite a few. So hopefully I know, I know you're going to be able to answer all these questions, but first of all, thank you for hopping on here and taking time to uh, figure this all out with us. Hey, it's, it's an honor to be on here. Big fan of the show, big fan of you, as you know, I think I tell you that every time we get off a call, uh, I, I keep saying thank you for just letting me a part of this and thank you for doing everything you are for the world. Um, and this is one of those platforms. So thank you. And yeah, I think it's been five or six years. We started in person when you were living up in the lacrosse area. And then when you moved home, uh, we, we kept going, we, we kept doing it. And, and now you're doing things like bottoms up overhead presses in a half kneeling position. Right. Yeah. Who would have thought, I mean, when I first came to you, like I said, my shoulder was busted up. So to be able to get that far and not have any pain or, or worry about it, like falling out of socket again, that's a big, that's a big deal. So you like that should speak for itself on how good you are at what you do. So kudos to you for that. <laughs> so let's start off. Let's, let's throw you right into the hot seat. So ask you all the burning questions. Where are you from? What's your name? What do you do? What's your, what's your social security number? All those fun questions. Yes. So I'm originally from Tomo, Wisconsin. That's how Amber and I had such a strong connection. I, I, I live what, seven miles from Warren's, um, six miles it is, whatever it is. So, um, I've, I've fished near her cranberry marsh several times growing up and, and knew exactly where she was. I uh, went to school at university of Wisconsin lacrosse for pre-physical therapy. Didn't get in like any time around. So went into the graduate school course curriculum as an independent course study workload to show the PT school that I could handle the workload. While I was doing all of that, you, uh, you find out that you can't apply for financial aid in that position. You have to pay for it all out of pocket. So I needed to work more than I was already working. And I figured getting a job as a personal trainer was a good job to have to also show the board that I'm capable. And I still remember walking into the first personal training job that I was hired at, which was the only one that I was hired at, um, aside from Unity Fitness right now. I guess I helped another gym as a consultant in a, in a little bit. But anyway, I uh, did that about 11 years ago, 11 and a half years ago, and was instantly like transformed into what I thought I could do as a person. I all I knew at physical therapy at that time was you see somebody when they're hurt or quote unquote broken and at their worst, help them try to get better and make them make sense of that. And now I went to a personal trainer side of it, like, whoa, we can help people before they even get hurt and help people when they're actually positive and want to make a positive change in their life when they're not at their worst. And we can help them completely avoid that position. And it was a complete paradigm shift. Um, I dropped out of school, dropped out of the PT program and started personal training. Fast forward that, to, I think I said 11 and a half years. That was when I started that PT curriculum. 10 and a half years ago is when I started as a personal trainer. And now in two weeks, um, July 1st is when Unity will officially turn seven years old. So I've been owning Unity for seven years and that's what I do today. Uh, I have my wife, Mandy, who helps me stay organized because I keep everything up here, not in a system. And that drives everybody around me nuts, except for me. And I have three dogs and that's, uh, that's, uh, that's about it right now for, for where we're at. We're living up here on the cross and doing our thing there. Well, congratulations on seven years. That's a pretty big achievement for you guys, especially making it through the pandemic. I think that's, that speaks for itself on 
on you and your staff and, and how well like your people stick with you. Like that's, that's huge. Yeah, we, we, we did lose half, but we had half that stayed and we, we were able to keep paying the employees, but um, at the end of the day, uh, the ones that have stayed with us on the employee side of thing are, are rewarding, are, are getting a reward out of that benefit as well. So how did that change for you guys in the gym? Because at that time, you're kind of mostly, you weren't really doing a lot of your um, online training stuff for you before the pandemic. I don't remember the timeline of that, but like, how did, how did you shift and how did everything change for you? Yeah, we had, we, we had online stuff available. It's just not something that we felt it took us more time and energy to fulfill an online client's need that was paying less than a person in person was. Um, so it made it hard for us to want to stay engaged with that and keep doing it. So we didn't advertise it a lot, but it was there when the whole thing happened. Uh, we actually closed down prior to the, 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 the governor's mandate at the time, um, because we knew it was coming. We were in California when the announcement was made, uh, from the president and eating at a sushi bar. And we're like, Oh, crap like um wonder what wonder what home's like like we're in la like and now the airport's like a ghost town like uh this is this is this sucks like this shit's crazy right so we when we opened back up we opened up with a an app called bridge athletic which now we use for everybody and it makes it universal for us to uh build programs because that program that app allows us to design the program with videos and the individual instruction and notes from a coach and the, and, and have communication from that person. Um, and so we, we adopted that app. We, we invested in that app and now it makes it easy for us to build programs that are for in-person and online the same way. We don't have to add hyperlinks to all the Excel documents and make sure the hyperlinks are attached to the right one and go through and cross check all of that and make sure everything's fine. And, um, hard to communicate with notes and emails and stuff all the time. We can just do it all through bridge. So that was a game changer for us alone from that end. And that made us a very big player in the online world. And now I think we were up close to, I don't know, seven or eight, seven or eight online clients. Um, I think we had close to like 20 at one point. And I think now we're at a steady seven or eight on that end. And, and now our gym thrives off of that same, uh, technology as well. So they use it in here. They said, don't get rid of it. Like we don't want to go back to the pen and paper. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I mean, I've been using it for a couple of years now too. And it's, it's nice. It makes it a lot easier, especially like, I think I know how to do something. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I'm not totally sure. So let me just watch the video. And it's like a minute long. And it's like, oh yeah, got to do this instead of that. So it's, it's really, it's sweet. Um, are you, are you guys still taking, um, like online clients? Is that we something are. you want to promote? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we are taking online clients. Uh, we just actually had one join. When did Karen join? We had Karen H. joined. Um, it was probably a month ago. Um, she's a sister of one of our members who now is now retiring, and she wanted to kind of focus on herself again. Couldn't find a gym in her area that did what we did based on what her sister and her friends that she grew up with knows that are here as well. So we are taking them. Um, we have different tiers of online capabilities, but all of them come with personal check-ins and personal coaching. It's just a matter of how much customization you want on that, on the exercise end. So you can start at, um, I think it's 178 a month. And then we go up from there, depending on how much of, of, of us that you want involved with it. 
So what kind of makes your gym stand out from everyone else in the area? There's two things that I always tell people right away. And I guess one of them, people always say it's three, but I consider expertise and education like the same type of thing. Right. But I like saying both, but it's our expertise and education. Like I've, uh, I've, I've spent more money outside, like after school and continuing education than I did for school itself, which is pretty crazy to say. Um, a lot of good scholarships my first year brought that price down. Um, so we have the expertise in education. And the other thing that we do is we, we, we actually like assess the person. Um, if the person's not a right fit for us, we'll tell you straight up that you're not a right fit for us. If we don't feel like you can help you and we're not a match, we will, we'll tell you, we'll find somewhere else for you to go. I've walked people to another gym. I've referred people to another online training business. Um, and if you are the right person, we take you down your own personal path. That's very different from anybody else. And you get personally assessed, even if it's online, you still do. I don't know if you remember this, Amber, the online assessment we send you. That's actually about to get revamped and be a lot better soon because I just told this to Emily, like, we got to change our programs, Emily. Like, just you and I in the last two years alone, we've gotten so much education because what else are you going to do with COVID, right? <laughs> um, we've gotten so much more continuing ed and it's been such high level like we're doing stuff differently. Like we have to have the programs match that and, and value that. And we have to assess people differently when they come in our doors. And I said, well, that means the online one has to change too. So we're, we're revamping everything, but even if you're at home, we still take you through an online assessment that we walk you through step-by-step to show you how to do it. And then you log your information to us so that we know how to best program for you. Yeah. And I think the education part is huge. Like, I think, I mean, that's one of the big reasons I want to have you on today is kind of talk about like your new education that you've been doing with women's hormones and how that relates to your overall fitness goals. Um, and it like perfect timing for me, (laughs) um, with all this stuff going on. Um, so let's kind of, let's kind of switch over to the questions. Uh, so trying to keep it farming related before we dive into everything else, just in case there's some, some males out here listening. (laughs) Um, so one of my biggest things, uh, is lifting more with my back instead of my legs. So say you're lifting like a heavy fertilizer bag off the ground. Um, how, how, what kind of mental things should be, should you be thinking about if you're bending over to pick something up off the ground versus like chest height, if you're like lifting a, a bale of hay, like from your chest and twisting, like what kind of coaching thing should you be thinking about, uh, when you're doing that kind of movement? This is a phenomenal question out of the gate, right? So when we grew up, like every time, like you go to do lift something they're like, use your legs, use your legs. Then you use your legs and something happens. You're like, oh, you should have used more of your back, right? It's like vice versa. But what's between your legs and your back is your hips, right? So I'm always a big proponent of like, use your legs and your back, but you got to get your hips in the right spot. So we have to learn how to hinge and engage the core appropriately. If we just bend over, like if you just, if you just flex your spine forward and just bend over every inch that you move forward, you're putting more and more Newton's force on your low back. And it's just waiting for the vertebrae to shoot across the room, right? If you've watched Brooke Lopez of the Milwaukee Bucks, their center, uh, play basketball anytime before this year, how he played defense and the way he looked when he played defense was the vertebrae shooting across, right? It was awful. Like no wonder he had back surgery and was out eight months out of the year. Um, 
I love Brooke Lopez though. I will make sure I say that if this gets out there, love him. <laughs> like key component of the bucks. Like he's going to be back and better than ever next year. So uh, you have to learn how to use your hips and you have to learn how to hinge, which allows all of those muscles in your legs and your back to work together because they have a core to go through rather than singling out your legs or singling out your back. So it's learning like the hinge, hip hinge is the hardest movement for us to teach because it's so foreign to what people think about doing when they bend over or lean over. They don't think about getting their hips in the position to do it appropriately. Also, one of my biggest things that I, you've, you've like tried to pound it through my brain many times is how to breathe properly. <laughs> like for it, it takes me forever to figure something out. Like I'm just that stubborn. And then all of a sudden it's like, a, oh, that makes sense. Right. So for those, <laughs> so for those people who, who don't like think about their breathing when they're lifting something, what, what would you, what's your coaching method for proper breathing techniques? Yeah. And we can kind of go on the same example, right? So depending on how far down this rabbit hole I go, it's, it's get the hips in the right spot. So your core can do the right thing. So your breathing can stay the way you want it to and your feet, right? The stronger your feet, the stronger your core we're going to be. So a good foot placement will actually help you breathe better. Um, if, if you're in bad posture, we're not going to breathe as efficiently as we want to. If we want to talk mechanics of breathing, we can go down that whole realm. But in terms of making sure that you're breathing with a braced core, I think that's more of what we're specific, specifically referring to here to making sure mm-hmm. that that spine stays safe. So I always tell people that when you breathe in, it should feel like a balloon is almost expanding in your stomach. And when you exhale, some will come down, but the balloon stays hard. We don't want to pop the balloon. We don't want the balloon to lose all of its air either. And we have to think of the core as like a canister. It's like a 3D canister. And we breathe within that core. And if there's any dents or any leaks in that can, the can can be crushed instantly. That's the bush light can, right? That's Amber's bush light can gone. Yep. Not kidding you guys. I sent her that analogy <laughs> and it worked. It did. You, you just got to speak my language a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So we want to learn how to create a 360 degree sustained core which is a stable spine and then breathe through that, breathe through the shield, breathe into the shield, breathe out of the shield. Um, if you feel like someone's going to come up and give you the punch right to the gut, you want to make sure you can brace through that, but I can sit here and do that myself and still have this conversation without my breath like this or turning super red in the face, right? There is an art. You want to practice that pretty religiously, but getting that diaphragm activated and kind of having that core respond that way and braced that way is the way to ultimately get to that position and do that. Or we can say, if you got to poop really bad and don't poop. Everybody, <laughs> there you go. That, yeah, that, that's probably more universal. <laughs> who um, get punched in the gut or who has get punched in the gut, right? No. Right. <laughs> Uh, how, if, okay. If someone is looking to start incorporating protein powder into their everyday life, how would you recommend finding the one that's going to work best for you? The, I mean, obviously if somebody's lactose intolerant or has any lactose sensitivities, do not get whey protein. Um, even though there are a lot of the population who, um, is, has some sort of lactose 
intolerance or sensitivity that can still drink whey because it's from it's derived differently. Most of the time, it doesn't work that way. So, that way. Um, so start small, start slow. It's a supplement. It's not meant to be your primary source of protein and always consume it with other foods. It'll help it digest easier rather than just by itself, which could cause sometimes irritation in the gut. If you are consuming certain proteins, uh, protein powders, and they don't make you feel well, and they probably were like 20 or $30 off the shelf. It's probably because they're full of fillers and not real protein. Um, which is why your gut responds that way. If you are plant-based or you would like to be more plant-based, you would go with a more plant-based option, which is usually derived from pea protein. Um, pea protein and brown rice uh, protein are usually the two, the two primary options. Those usually have more fiber, more vitamins, more nutrients. They're not usually as high in specific way, nor do they, depending on if they have all the uh, ingredients in there, nor do, do they contain, contain all of the essential amino acids, which are the building blocks of protein. So it, it's, it's looking for um, all whey protein has all the building blocks of protein. There's different levels of whey. There's a, there's a whey, there's a whey iso, and there's a hydrolyzed whey iso. The higher tier, the more expensive, the more absorption you get, the faster they absorb, the more purity it is. Usually the plant-based protein is, is plant-based. It could contain more fiber, could contain more carbs, could have several different things. It might not have as much protein as the whey, but it is somebody, it, it is something that can fulfill, um, that protein intake need. Ultimately though, at the end of the day, you might have to experiment a little bit, um, GNC used to have the policy where if you bought it from them and you didn't like it, as long as you had the receipt and it was open, you could still bring it back and they'd buy it back from you. I think they still have that. I don't know if many other supplement stores do. We actually honor that here at Unity. I always tell people we follow the GNC policy. If you don't like it, I'll buy it back from you tomorrow. Bring it back in. Like I'll, I'll take it back from you. Um, and we make our own protein and multivitamins and stuff like that here because of this exact reason I got scared of what was going in stuff and I didn't trust people anymore. So <laughs> can people buy that online? We don't have it for sale on an e-commerce store, but they can call us and we can ship it to them. Good to know. Yeah. Um, is keto or less carbs, a better diet for women trying to lose weight? Phenomenal question. Whoever asked, <laughs> um, technically a lot of like technically keto can be considered a low carb diet, but it's not the lowest carbs, which is what mm -hmm. keto is supporting. Right. Or I'm saying that wrong. Um, a low carb diet can be considered. Yeah. I said that right. So, uh, the keto, like the, the, the ketos, right. will say like, no, we're not low carb. We're keto. And the low carb will be like, Oh, we, we do low carb. We don't do keto there. There's two different sides. Right. So, uh, the people that you talk to that love keto will tell you how good keto is. The people that you talk, talk to with low carb will tell you how good low carb is. And you'll read the, how good low carb can be. Both types of diets will help you pay more attention to what you're putting in your mouth hole. That's ultimately the best thing you could all help for, right? Uh, the ketogenic diet is named after, it's actually been used for hundreds of years. It used to have different names throughout the process, but some research later on, I think in the seventies or fifties, maybe even earlier than that found that it creates this process called uh, ketosis in the body. 
which is a specific time uh, type of fat burning with lipolysis, ketosis, and everything else. And it happens off of a very low carb diet. It was, I think it was originally created for a health concern. I don't remember what it is right now, but um, it's, it, it derived from that. And um, what it then found is if you can't eat all of these other foods, like what are you going to eat? Well, I can only eat basically fats and proteins then mostly fats if you're ketogenic and that's the way it's gotta be. A low carb diet is a little bit more flexibility there's a little, it's a little less restrictive and it's a little bit more, um, you can make your own low carb, right? You can, you can create your own number where I think keto is like more like 30 grams, uh, per day type of thing where low carb, I can say, well, if I was eating 400 grams of carbs a day for the last three weeks, like low carb for me right now is hundred, which is actually pretty moderate for most people in terms of them. Right. So true low carb, true low carb is under hundred, um, under 75, but above 40 kind of in that realm. I would say the one that's best for you and females in particular is the one that you can do the longest. What we're seeing is that long-term, uh, very low calorie diets are causing some stuff to kind of create higher triglycerides and, um, kind of having the opposite effects. So just make sure that whichever one you choose to do, you still have to fulfill your daily need of calories to sustain your body. But I would, I would, I would, I would, I would have you choose both, like explore both keto is much more restrictive and anything more restrictive makes it much harder to be sustainable and do longer. Um, restrictive usually means to binges. It's, it's psychology 101. It's still very true with adults at any age. It's still very true with food and, uh, it's still very true with, uh, emotions. So, uh, keto is hard. Can it be healthy and beneficial? Of course. So can a high carb diet at the end of the day, as long as you are getting a caloric deficit in, and you're having a positive nitrogen imbalance in the body, which says that you're eating enough quality protein. Uh, the calories don't really matter where the fats and the carbs come from. As long as that's happening, body types will tell you that, uh, carbs can be manipulated to help you. So a leaner, thin person is more carb tolerant. They can, they can eat more carbs and not gain weight, a heavier person that's bigger um, and, and, and has, uh, more fat on their body. Like it's noticeable. We'll do, they, they don't tolerate carbs as well. So they'll do better with a low carb diet. And, and then there's the person in the middle. Who's kind of like, I always say like the bodybuilder or the big athlete can thrive off of kind of both, but they'll feel best with a moderate doses of carbs or high carbs. Yeah. Those lucky bitches that can tolerate carbs. They're yeah. <laughs> the lucky ones. They're out um, there. Here's a, cool, here's a cool, really quick thing about that. If you strength train long enough, there's something called the G phenomenon, the G flux phenomenon. It's coined by Dr. John Berardi. Um, if you strength train long enough, your body, they call it the G phenomenon because it stands for glycogen, which is the, what sugar turns into in the body and gets stored in the muscles. They call it that if you strength train long enough, your body and your brain recognize that you're going to be strength training at some point soon. So it will overstore your glycogen storages into the muscles and sustain them there rather than putting them into the liver and going into the fat storage because it knows you're going to be working out soon. So basically you can, your body learns how to compartmentalize sugar and carbs better. 
because it knows how active you've been and it expects you to continue to be that active. So it'll, it'll halt on the fat loss process. It'll halt on the fat storing process for carbs, but oh. it's a, a long-term effect six to 12 months. Oh, that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a long time. Of consistency strength training. Okay. Off of, off of that one, off that comment, how much cardio versus weight training a week should like an average person be doing if you're looking to lose weight? Yeah. I follow the fat loss guru, Alan Cosgrove on this. So if you have two days a week, you have to strength train, have to must total body. If you have three days a week, two of those still have to be strength training, then you can fit in the cardio. Um, I still would say three days a week strength training. If you could four days a week is adding an extra cardio in. So always biased and this, and this is why always bias the strength training because it's a metabolic activity. You are, you are creating a metabolic effect in your body that your body needs to respond to most cardio training. All it does is drain the body. It just, it just burns calories. It's not metabolic. It's catabolic. So it doesn't do anything long-term besides what it did in the moment where strength training long-term will keep stacking on top of each other long-term so that you can uh, actually burn more calories at rest, uh, through the metabolism and the metabolic, uh, responses that you created. So always, always bias uh, strength training first. Um, and our get out of cardio free card is 10,000 steps a day. And those are all coined from Alan. I just, I just use them. I like them. Okay. So I, I just went to the doctor last week to, uh, to talk to her about doing some blood work and ask her like, why, you know, with my concerns of gaining weight, even though I've been staying pretty active and doing weight training and her response to me was maybe you should just start running instead of weight training. How, what are your thoughts on that? Some females. So first and foremost, the doctors are giving us knowledge. Um, this used to be something that pissed me off. Right. And now that I've grown up, um, the doctors are giving us knowledge on what they are educated with, but they didn't become a doctor and go to medical school to, to give you that knowledge. They do bigger things. Right. And potentially what that doctor knows about exercise is that maybe she heard that you felt like you were getting bulky from the strength training. So don't do it right. Maybe she doesn't know the new science behind strength training and cardio training. Um, maybe she was just saying, let's go burn more calories then. Like maybe, maybe she was saying that, right. It's hard to, hard to know, but, uh, the hard part is, is having those conversations and asking those questions and getting that back. The, the science will tell you that there are some females out there that can get bulky and build more muscle than other females. And that's very possible from females who have a strong exercise or strength training background when they were younger, it can happen. So, uh, that response is we have to create a more of a metabolic demand, which maybe we don't go through very low reps. We, we keep things metabolic and light weights and high reps. And we focus on that and we splash in a little bit more high intensity interval training, uh, super maximal interval training, or just the regular old steps or cardio that, that can help. Um, her response to that probably should have asked, should have been a question to you, not, not an answer, right? She should have asked another question or two 
to get to the right answer rather than just slamming you with that response and shutting it. It's almost like she tried to just shut the door down and not know that was just what she knew. Yeah. And that's kind of been my experience anyway. Like I, I kind of went through this before getting pregnant. I went in and kind of talked about these similar issues to, to my normal doctor. Um, and it feels like their first response is to always just slap you with some form of medication whether um, it be like a birth control or like an antidepressant type of thing, um, which again, happened again this time. So like for women that don't necessarily have access to trainers like you, how could you kind of prep them to going into this conversation if they're not comfortable getting, you know, getting another drug? Because like, I, I respond terribly to like these extra hormones. Like I, I don't want that, but like for women who might not be as comfortable saying no, or, you know, don't have the extra knowledge that there's like natural ways to go about fixing these problems. What would you like them to know before going into an appointment like this? That's a big question. (laughs) Huge. I will try to answer it how I best coached my clients or members here with a little bit of sprinkled of my thought process in it. Cause I think, I mean, that's what I'm going to do anyway, but just letting you all know where I'm coming from. Uh, as I say this, uh, I think there's two big things. Number one, approach it from a point of curiosity, not demand. Um, you're, you're there to learn too. And hopefully that doctor's there and appreciates your curiosity and wants to learn and grow with you. And number two is, what are other, like, don't be afraid to ask her, what are some other methods? What are some alternatives? And you have to know that if you ask those questions or specifically that last one, you have to know like what the answer is going to be, right? You're expecting the answer. So, Hey, you might just have to exercise more, clean up your diet a little bit better. You might have to work on sleeping. It's the hard stuff. It's the stuff we don't want to hear. And the doctor might just be saying, here's an easy way out. Here's Mm -hmm. the way out. This should help. Um, we'll worry about everything else then when it comes, when it gets there, right. That, that, that might be it. Um, it's hard to know at times. And I know there's a lot of new tradition. There's, there's the traditional route, which is, I think what we hear more of is what you just explained. That's traditional route. And then there's new non-traditional methods coming out. And now those methods are kind of going like this together because there's a lot of good research and there's a lot of good information out there that is showing both can work. And a little bit of the traditional route in the medical field is, is threatened by what could be coming, which, which is respectable. The good news is they will have to get better and change how they do things um, to, to meet the demands of what's coming because of the education and the information that are out there to the consumers and you ladies. So the other part of it is um, studying ladies and knowing their hormones is extremely hard because of the ever-changing fluctuation and the variables that are involved with it. So there's not great research that supports that, unfortunately. There's only what the doctor can maybe conform of anecdotal or what the last thing that they read. So it's easier sometimes to just know what they do, know works to say that than to wonder what else is out there and have something else come up, right? There, there's, I'm trying to see it from a standpoint of both of you, but to go back to the question where how can the girls, how can the females approach this more? I think be curious and, and don't be afraid to ask more questions. It doesn't have to be the right question, but ask more questions. I always ask for, is there another alternative? Is there another option? If the doctor gives me none, I go find another doctor. 
that's why it's not it's not to say that the doctor sucked it's to just get another option right if you go see two different doctors one believes surgery one believes physical therapy you might get two different answers it's not that either is wrong they're just going to give you two different answers so two different opinions is always good and then you just have to do some of the education on your end to to figure out what's best for yourself that's actually like the whole thing of our podcast that's like we're trying mm-hmm. to give surprising information so that you can make a better education, uh, educated decision for yourself. Right. So that's ultimately what I would want you to do. Um, and, and I always make the joke that as a client going into that, whatever you choose to do, I'm on your side. Like if Amber chose to do whichever one that her doctor chose to do, uh, if she said, Hey, I'm, I started on these medications, like, okay, like, do you know the side effects of those? Do you know what's involved with that? She'll say yes, yes, yes. Or no, no, no. We'll find them out. But either way, I'm 110% on her boat. If she says, I'm not doing that shit, like I'm going this route, what are we? What can we do? All right, I'm on your boat. This is what we're going to do. And if it's proven the doctor right, cool. If it's proven the doctor wrong, cool. Amber hired me as, as her coach to help her in that path. I can provide guidance, but I'm, I'm still hired for her. And that's, that's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm supporting on that end too. So if you have somebody that can support you in those meetings, Bring them with significant other, mom, dad, coach, inform them on it, bring them with Amber. I think, and I talked the day that she went to this meeting, like that, that afternoon, she's like, I got to talk to you about this. I'm like, yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear about it. It was like the first thing on our call. And we talked and we came up with a plan. Yeah. And kind of, kind of segwaying, segwaying, segwaying off, sidetracking off of that. Um, so that's kind of what your re- like your what you've been learning from um so can you kind of i don't know and like as briefly as you can what have you been learning about like women's hormones and and training and all that other fun stuff how can you wrap that up into a pretty little bow for everybody so we have i will do my best to overview it really quick if you want to know more um we'll we'll go over all the follow stuff at the end, but our podcast coming out, gosh, is it this Monday or was it next, is it next Monday? I think it was this Monday. I don't even remember. Right. Um, our podcast that came out this Monday, uh, yesterday was hormones was on this topic. And we talk about it for 25, 30 minutes, go over the whole thing. Basically, if we're just speaking of hormones and not menopause or not pre puberty. So from when we're like, from a female when you're like 10 to 12 to like 60 ish, hopefully hormones in between that are pretty fairly regular, assuming that everything else stays through pregnancy and uh, illness and all these medications and disease, all these things can throw it off. Lifestyle can throw it off, but assuming that we're pretty regular, um, basically you can have a change in the way that you sleep, feel, uh, perform, act, um, eat based on a weekly basis, uh, change, uh, due to the hormone, uh, basically estrogen, estrogen, estradiol is, is, uh, estradiol is the one that we had to worry about estrogen. And for, uh, specific types of females, you could feel better in the beginning of your menstrual cycle, menstrual cycle, assuming that you're on a, a, a an average menstrual cycle is 28 days. Some people have 21. Some ladies have 35 average is 28. Some people uh, who we called E1 types on weeks one and weeks four um, 
will feel uh gosh i'm gonna, I'm gonna get this screwed up now amber um they feel they feel let's see that's when they're going through their bleeding and that's when they're going through late stage ov ovulation um i think they feel worse e1s feel worse e1s are girls who went through puberty early and um reached kind of like maximal puberty early they are more round more voluptuous is the word full-breasted um they're usually shorter they have uh higher responses in a negative way to estrogen so they feel worse in that week one and week four um on week two and week three they're ready to go game-changing people this other type this e2 type is the opposite they're taller longer legged smaller breasted um they went through puberty a little bit later in their development and they are a mess on weeks two and three and better on weeks one and four i think i got that wrong i think it's i think it's vice versa see i mean i don't have the sheet in front of me i think, you, like, got, I think you got it right oh, i didn't get it right okay I think you got it right i think so you text me back and you're like holy shit i'm i'm, I'm e1 yeah okay. that was yep. you felt like you was that was more of you um so i did get it right yeah <laughs> so they're better on yep. weeks one and four, they're a little bit worse on two and three. So basically when estrogen levels change, these populations of girls go through that. But the majority of girls, of females lie in between that. So they can, they can kind of be somewhere in between. The big thing is in the middle of that stage um, of that 28 day cycle ovulation cycle, which is day 13, 14, 15, 16 ish, somewhere in there is when your body's most prone to injury, uh, your joints get most lax. So that's when, that's when things can happen. Um, when you're going through your bleeding, which is basically the, the sloughing off the shedding of the possibility of you having a child that day and your body recognizing that you're not ready to give birth and we're gonna do it again in a month. Um, that can cause inflammation and discomfort and bloating, which can put pressure on your low back, your hips, your joints, right? There's all those things there. But basically on weeks two and weeks three are when your body should be most primed to kind of like get after it a little bit. And, uh, that's when you can kind of vary your workout schedule from week to week and how hard you're going to go, uh, based on that cycle. So, uh, week one might be a little bit more moderate weight, more cardio, uh, but not intense in either, uh, week two would be heavier in weights with a good finisher and you're stronger. There's that little phase in between week two and week three with ovulation week three can, uh, you actually have a internal body temperature that raises. So you're more fat burning prone from weeks three to weeks four. It actually is about a nine to 14 day span where you actually can burn fat more because your internal body temperature is increased. Um, and that's when you want to focus more on the fat loss. So more metabolic type reps of like 10 or higher, uh, more cardio based things with high intensity intervals and interval training, uh, more of that type of thing. When it gets closer to the end of your cycle in week four, got to tone it back down and make sure the body's ready to sustain that and be ready for the new, the new cycle to begin. Um, trying to make sure I didn't miss anything. I have a 17 minute video on this. I'll have Amber, I'll have a, we'll, we'll get this. I think, I think it's going to be good to have both. So I'll give, I'll send Amber or I'll tell Amber, she can use the link. That's actually a link that we use for our private clients here. Um, nobody else, but our clients have gotten it. I'll Amber, you have my permission to get it right. So show them that Sweet. go through everything. And then Emily and I, our full-time coach here at Unity, talk about it more in depth depth on our latest episode of the UFTA podcast. And next week, you're having an in-person event kind of going over everything too. So if you're in the lacrosse area, check this out. Is it good me on Facebook too? 
it's on Facebook. The event's on Facebook. We yeah. probably going to record it. Yeah, and I will, um, I'll, I'll put that in the show notes to a link to your Facebook page so you can check that out. Uh, that's next Tuesday, the next two Tuesdays? The next two. The next Tuesday, the 21st at 7 p.m. is a lot of what we just talked about. As you can see, I'm so prepared. Um, <laughs> I, do, I do much better. Like all I needed to do, Amber, I was looking for it and I could have, I could have remembered this. I'm a visual person. All I needed to see was like my picture. And I could have, I could have ran that thing home and it's out. I'm looking for my folder. It's out in the counter. I'm looking through the window. I'm like, shit, it's right there. Um, so all I need is the visual and I will talk for three hours. Right. Uh, but of course I don't have the visual, anything to help my mind to trigger this system stuff. Um, but the first night is going over the menstrual cycle and hormones and how it relates to the body, uh, pregnancy pre postpartum. Uh, we have Dr. Uh, Robin Habrils coming in. Uh, and talking for about 15 minutes under the specific stuff that happens, hormones that way and how the body changes. And then in, in week two, we're actually talking about pre and post menopause. Cool. I, yeah, I'm excited to listen to that. Um, and again, I'll link that in the show notes for you guys to check that out too. I think a lot of you will really benefit from that as well. Um, that was, I mean, that's a lot of information. I think we covered most of the questions here. Um, before we wrap it up, are you ready for some random rapid fire questions that I haven't even thought about until just now? Yes. As long as we have the T D E E. And the oh, I totally skipped right over that question. Thank you. You got a better memory than I do. Okay. Someone else uh, asked, how do you figure out your T D E E slash BMR? I have no idea what that means. So please explain that. So T D double E is your total daily energy expenditure. Your BMR is your basal metabolic rate. And if you do something, you can Google both, right? You'll get a great Wikipedia article on both. Um, it'll tell you both of what I just said. But basically, uh, to make things very simple, the TDEE is the energy that you burn out of all the things that you do that day and work out, walk, uh, moving, sitting, what I just did right here, everything in between. That's the end of your day, how many calories you burned. Your basal metabolic rate takes into your body's consideration if you were to just sit and do absolutely nothing and just lay all day and what you would burn in that position. Those are the two differences. We can use both to help coordinate and calculate uh, macros and calorie counts. If that's something, if somebody works better off numbers and analytics, uh, for numbers and data through food, we can do that. But remember food is always food. Food is not a number. Um, and we can use both of those to kind of figure out ideally how many calories like a workout is or what you kind of burn and what you have bringing into your basal metabolic rate and what you ate that day to figure out like your caloric deficits and, and for fat loss, strength building, anything in between. Do you have, um, a certain app that you recommend for people to track everything with? We use my fitness pal the most because we've always been comfortable with it. And, and it's just easy for us. Now the lose it app is another one that's out there that I think looks pretty cool. Um, we have a few clients here that use it and I just like, I, it looks cool because of the analytics and it's different. There's another one called flutter or shutter, or it's a new one. We have one member using it, never seen it before. That one looks really cool. 
but it's very new. Um, but my fitness pal is easy. They'll try to charge you. You don't need to do the charge, the, the, the paid version. It's free. Just use the free one. They'll try to tell you that you need to buy the other one. You don't. Uh, and it's simple. The, the hard part on that, if you can try to scan most of your items, cause they're legit. Then if you try to use items that you can look up on there to, to log as your food, you can actually pick from somebody else's previously logged item that they may have done incorrectly. So you just got to watch out for that. They, there's a lot of unverified, uncertified foods on there, if you will. Um, you can log a chicken breast and actually log in, accidentally log in like three pounds worth, like a package worth instead of like the four ounces that you had. So you just got to watch those numbers that way. I've seen somebody have like 600 grams of carbs. I'm like, what did you eat today? I'm like, oh, a couple of bananas. I'm like, what? And we look and they logged like one pound of bananas as their, as their accidental thing that they clicked on. So that stuff can happen. Um, from an exercise standpoint, just find one that you like. There's so many out there that, that can do that. I used Whoop for a long time, the Whoop Band, um, which is an activity tracker. Um, there's Garmin, there's Apple and Samsung have their own now that do very well. If you want to match it with your watch, um, there's Fitbit, obviously that's out there too, but, uh, yeah, for logging food, my fitness pal, we just, we, we, we've just gotten so accustomed to that it's just easy for us. We have no, we have no plug in that at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's super easy. If I get a recipe online or something, you can just copy and paste the website that you got it from into there and it pulls everything up super easy. Then you can like section out your portions and whatever. So that's a good one. That's a good one to use too. Uh, okay. Okay. I think that's all the questions now. Rapid fire. Now rapid fire. I'm just going to make stuff up and see what sticks. So uh, squeaky or fried cheese curds. Uh, I think I got to go fried. Good choice. I think I gotta when go you're fried. getting them. Do you prefer white or yellow? Does it matter? White. white. Mm. Okay. Okay. Sticking with the fried theme. Do you like fried pickles? I don't know if I've ever had them, Amber. Mm. Okay. I well, go. I, I feel like I would if I did, but I could only eat like one or two. Um, yeah, it's I a lot. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever had them. Okay, well, go to Buzzard Billy's and get some fried pickles. Got it. Got it. Mandy will love that you just said that. Yep. Yep. They come with a side of ranch and it's just A plus. <laughs> but oh, wait, now, now we're talking like real. We are. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into the real healthy stuff here. Let's bring out the true colors. Yeah. Um, if, if you're. What is my favorite? Yeah. It's pizza and beer. Okay. What, what's your beer of choice? Pseudo Sue. Is that the one with a dinosaur on it? It is. Okay. That's, that's how I know it is just a dinosaur beer. Okay. Manny and I are on this track of like a guy at the brewery first told us about this beer, like eight or nine years ago. And we hated IPAs. Didn't like them. We tried it. And we're like, Holy crap. All IPAs should taste like this. And then Pseudo Sue just absolutely erupted like five years ago. Right. And blew up. Um, we still like it. We're still diehard pseudo Sioux fans uh, with that though. So you're like, you're like a hipster IPA guy. You, you like the be, original. That would, be, that would be what we're classified as, but I will tell you that okay. my favorite beer at the end of the day is an ice cold Pilsner. Um, okay. Like I love my pseudo Sioux. It's my number one beer, but like, if I can just go back and kick back and have a beer, it's Pilsner all day. Interesting. Okay. Nah. 
All right, I am, I'm learning, I'm learning lots. Not Miller Lite. I'm okay. not a, I'm not a Miller Lite fan. Okay, that's, that's fair enough. <laughs> um, if you're going to a tailgate, uh, you're going to a burger game and going to a tailgate, what are you picking? Are you picking brat, burger, or hot dog? I am picking chicken brats. Okay, that's a. <laughs> you want to keep going? I just feel like I'm I mean, just. I'm just, just going down the ranks here. If you've, um, brat, if you've not had a chicken brat, you have to try Festival's chicken brats. They are like, there's like 15 grams less fat and like eight grams more protein. So from that standpoint alone, like wins. Um, I feel like I can eat three or four of them and not have to like, feel like, oh shit. At the end of the day. I mean, I had a Mac and cheese brat once. So that's, that's where, where? I'm at. From where? Um, when I was working down in Iowa, they had a farmer's market in the parking lot of the, the stadium. And there was some guy who was selling like Mac and cheese stuffed brats. And then he also had like a blueberry brat too. That was kind of weird, but ah, eh, yeah. Um, that's Iowa. I'm fascinated. Like brats, like you can't go wrong with a good burger, but brats are like the grill food of choice for me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, okay. I'll give you that then half a point back for that answer. <laughs> are you, are you a sauerkraut fan? Uh, becoming a sauerkraut fan. Yes. So you couldn't do like the Oktoberfest challenge. Uh, where it's like see who can eat the most sauerkraut in 10 minutes you're not at that level yet it's funny I got into sauerkraut because of kimchi and I got into kimchi because I needed to eat more prebiotics and now I found out that I love sauerkraut kimchi is trash I'm sorry I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw that out there you can say it. I, had, I didn't even know what it was until I was told to order. Like that was my whole gut thing at the beginning of the year. And I had to go through the whole gut panel test. And they're like, you should do more prebiotics. I'm like, okay. So and I label off some foods and like, or kimchi, like anything jarred pickled foods. I'm like, I'll start with kimchi. Bold, bold choice. Start with, start with fried pickles and sauerkraut. <laughs> can. Yeah. Sauerkraut's on the list now. I, I will get brats with sauerkraut from, from here on out. I promise you that. Okay. Good. Uh, we just had brats the other night and uh, Porter ate an entire brat with sauerkraut on the side. So he's, he's already a true Wisconsin boy. <laughs> that a guy, that a guy. We, um, we are doing more chicken brats tonight because I ate all of ours already. Well, you, you enjoy those chicken brats. Uh, last question. And I, I hope you have an answer. I hope it's the right answer. Drum roll. Brown cap or green cap from Quick Trip? Have you had have you had either or both? <laughs> I've not had either. Okay, so on your way home. I have, I have, I've had green cap. I've had green cap. It's chocolate milk, right? We are talking chocolate milk. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. green cap. Green cap all day for me. Thank you. That's that okay. You just won the whole questionnaire with that answer. So good choice. <laughs> I was, I was making so, sure I'm like, wait, I know this one. Green cap, brown cap. That's chocolate. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's chocolate. Okay. 
you get you get all your points back for that question. Our triathlete, our triathlete that uh, Carol that trains here, she she runs in all the local triathletes and different competitions. She will tell us no to a smoothie every day here because she she says no. I've got my quick trip chocolate milk in the car. Good, good answer. <laughs> there's her there's her plug for quick trips that she can get sponsored for that. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay, well, thank you for all the information. Where can people find you? Let's talk about your podcast quick. Um, just just share all your details. So we currently do not have a Unity Fitness podcast page. It's all part of our Unity Fitness page. If we're on Instagram, we are Unity underscore Fitness underscore LA underscore Cross with an E. So Unity Fitness the Cross, all with the underscore in between them. We post all of our daily content on there and the UFDA podcast on there. But if you go to our website, www.unityfitnesspro.com, you can have links to all of this, all the stuff. You can find everything. My personal page is at Jordan, J-O-R-D-A-N 22R. And that's, that's where I kind of have just my, I mean, I do mostly golf stuff as you probably see Amber, um, but I, I'm getting better at posting other personal stuff on there uh, as well but it's, it's, it's Jordan 22 R on Instagram. And again, I'll take all of, all of your uh, links in our show notes. So you can find that real easy too. Um, how often do your podcasts come out? Do you have a schedule? They come out every Monday, uh, at midnight. So they're released every Monday. We are going to do seasons. So we're actually just wrapping up season one with the 12th episode. We've had an absolute blast. I'm scared to put it away because we are almost in the top 100 in the health and fitness podcast on Apple. So like part of me is like, how can we, let's just do six and release them all, which we might. Um, but I want to start getting guests on for season two and doing a little bit more community vibe. You're one of them. Um, so we're going to pull you on and have you on the show and we're going to start doing different stuff like that to promote and do that. And I don't know how long we're going to be on hiatus from season one to season two. Like it probably won't be long but it's just going to give Emily and I a little breather to kind of recalibrate, figure out what worked well, what didn't, and, and use the numbers to kind of follow some, some new moves. Yeah. And it's a great listen. If you guys are interested in fitness and, and just overall health, um, I listen to it when I walk at night and it it's keeps me entertained and, and motivated to keep going too. So congratulations on the success of your podcast, your gym, everything you've got going on. Um, really appreciate you coming on tonight. And again, make sure to look for Jordan and his tags um, in the show notes so you can go check him out and give him some love and support. And I think that will wrap it up for this episode and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks everybody.